page. Follow along with me. Let's read together here. I've got Brother Donald Bryan, my good friend from Clydell. I've asked him to help me a little bit in the Bible lesson today because I've only got two hands and I need to shake a finger to you and hold this mic. So that's all I can do. Okay? Luke chapter 22. Let's read verses 31 and 32. Would you read with me? Luke 22, verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Now, St. John chapter 15, verses 1 through 3. St. John 15, verses 1 through 3. That's the next book over in case you're looking for it. Amen. Hallelujah. You people that's here today know where it's at. That's right. Oh, listen. I'm preaching to the cream of the crop today. That's right. You stay out here half of the night and then get up and come hear some more this early. You love God. Thank God for this good crowd today. Amen. I'm glad to have somebody to preach to, but I don't mind preaching a little crowd. Never did miss dismiss service but one time over the crowd. One lady showed up. And uh, so I dismissed church and we went home. But I'm glad you're here today. Amen. John fifteen, one through three. Let's read it. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. And you may be seated. The Lord bless you. Thank you for reading with me. There are two words today that I would like to call to your attention uh, <clears throat> that are very, very important in the context of these passages today. Number one, in Luke chapter 22... Jesus is telling Simon Peter that Satan has desired to have you. Now notice that this is the devil that is warning the apostle Peter that he may sift you as wheat. And then he said in St. John chapter 15 that every branch that beareth fruit or that doesn't bear fruit, he takes it away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. I want to focus in today on these two very, very important words. And I would like to make a comparison today, a little contradistinction uh, between these two individual statements of our Lord. And I want to talk to you today about sifting versus purging. Sifting versus purging. Now, the devil desires to have all of us today, I believe, that he may sift us as wheat. But Jesus Christ today wants to take us and purge our lives of anything that may be displeasing to God. Amen. And there's a vast difference today in the process of sifting and purging. But along the road of life, if we are going to be saved, if we're going to live for God, we're going to walk this journey that we're on today these things or some of these things that I'm going to mention to you today are going to become a part of our lives. And uh, just by way of definition, now, 
And I don't think that we even need a definition, but just to be absolutely sure and to clear up your mind this morning about any doubt. Whenever something is sifted and from the original Greek of this passage where Satan wanted to sift the apostle Peter, that means to take a sieve or a sifter and you run something through it so that you can separate the coarse particles from that which is fine. And then whenever Jesus talked about purging us, that word purge has a broad, broad meaning that, uh, that would cover a lot of areas of Bible study. It means to cleanse something or to expiate. It also means in the true sense of the word to prune or to cut off some things that may be superfluous or excess. So in the context of John chapter 15, when Jesus talks about purging the branches that they can bring forth more fruit, he is talking to us in our vernacular about pruning something, cutting off the things that are excess, that are unneeded, that are unnecessary, that drain us, that destroy us, and separate us from the love of God. And so today, in every one of our lives, and I want you to hear me when I say this today, preacher, saint, uh, whoever you may be, elder or young, you're going to submit or you're going to fall under the crushing blow and the discipline of one of these two processes in your life. Either you're going to submit to the process of sifting or you're going to submit to the process of purging. Amen. We're either going to be sifted or we're going to be purged. We're going to be sifted by the devil or we're going to be purged by Jesus Christ. And God help us today that we would submit to that purging hand of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to bear more fruit today. Hallelujah. I want to bring forth fruit unto perfection and let my life be exactly what God would have me to be. I don't want to gather anything. I don't want to hold on to anything that would be a detriment to me. I don't want the brazen serpent to become a Nehushtan in my life. I don't want the blessings of God to become a curse in my life today. But whatever I've got to do to be saved, I want to be saved more than anything else in this world. Can you say praise the Lord? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, uh, I want to talk to you. Let me divide this Bible lesson up. And I know we're on a limited schedule, and uh, I respect that. And uh, that doesn't bother me a bit. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. Whenever I get ready, all I got to do is just shut up and it'll be over. Amen. Don't tell me you can't stop when you want to stop. I just couldn't quit speaking in tongues. All you got to do is zip your lip and it's over. Hallelujah. Praise God. You say, well, I'd be quenching the spirit. No, you're not quenching the spirit when you stay in order. That's right. You're quenching the Spirit when it's in order for you to shout. You don't shout. You're quenching the Spirit when it's in order for you to speak in tongues and you don't speak in tongues. 
But when you give some messages in tongues and there's no interpretation or it's time to shut up preaching, just shut your mouth. You're not quenching the Spirit. You're following the Word of God and you're in order. Well, glory to God. That's all for the subject. But you never know what I may shake out of the bush here after a while. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I've got, I've got all the time that I need today. So I just want to kind of rush through here and hit the high spots and let you see what I'm talking about. Okay? And I want you to know there's a devil out there today that, uh, that was after the Apostle Peter. And he's after you this morning. He's after me this morning. And he wants to sift us. Amen. Amen. He wants to sift us. Now, I've got a, I've got a little bowl up here, an old bowl, and I borrowed Sister Vanover's old sifter over in the uh, dining hall this morning. And I want Brother Brian to come up here. I've got a little bit of flour in this, in this uh, thing. Don't get it on you, Brother Brian. Now, now he looks kind of, I don't know, you, you, you ain't holding that right. He looks clumsy to me too, Brother Mangan. One thing is, he was raised on canned biscuit. He don't know anything about a sister. Amen. He don't know how to turn it, does he? You just do it back and forth, doctor. Amen. Just, that's the way I want you to do it. Hey, you do it like that. That's the way Mama used to do it. Now, I don't make biscuit, but... Okay. He said he would Mama. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, what I want you to see here... Now, while he's standing up here doing this... I want you to recognize that in this sifter today, that this represents your life. There's an individual that's down in here. Now, I'm not talking about Brother Brian. I'm going to use him in a lot of ways today. This is the devil sifter. All right? This is the devil sifter. You can hold up a minute. And uh, I'm not saying that he's the devil, so don't misunderstand me. He's a wonderful, wonderful man of God. Amen. I want you to know the devil does have a sifter. My God, I wouldn't want to be in that thing being battered around. But the devil's got a sifter today. And you being in there, that flower in there, represents your life. And you know what that life is filled with? It's filled with the finest of wheat. Amen. There's some good qualities in that sifter. There's some precious things in that sifter. Amen. The finest of the wheat is inside of there. There's some good spirits that can be in that life. There is some virtue that's in that life. There's a ministry that's in that sifter. Praise God. There is holiness that's in that sifter. There's dedication to God that's in that sifter. It could be a young person. It could be an old person. But the devil's got a hold of them. And he's got them in this sifter. And he's just battered them back and forth. And he's trying to get rid of all of the good things that's in that life. I'm telling you what's coming out of the sifter is the good things. It's the fine flower. It's not the bad. It's the good that's coming out. And that's what the devil wants to do to you this morning. He wants to sift the good out of your life and leave nothing but the sorry and the bad and the no good so you won't be any good to the work of God. Amen. 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 Praise God. You can just... Stand up there, little brother Brian. If you want to skip along, it's all right. Whatever what you want to do. Amen. He's learning how. Sister Brian, he may make biscuit in the morning. <laughs> Amen. Now, have you ever seen anybody in a devil sifter? 
You ever watched anybody just, you see all the good just gradually being shook out of them? You ever try to talk to anybody that the devil had them in a sister and you knew it and they didn't have enough sense to know it? Oh, I'm offended at you talking to me about my bad spirit. Hey, buddy, you don't know it, but the devil's shaking all the good out of you. He's sifting all the good out of you just a little bit at the time. The finest of the wheat's coming out. All of the good qualities of your life are being shaken out a little bit at the time. Satan desires to have you that he can sift you as wheat. He wants to pull from us the things that God has put into our life that are beautiful and that are marvelous and that are good. Praise God. I think you see what I'm talking about here this morning. Oh, friend, that man that got him the devil's sifter, not of his own accord, I don't think, not of his own volition and will, but somehow he found himself in that tumultuous situation, that battering and beating and and churning and shaking and sifting that was going on. He found himself under the crushing blow of the devil. Oh, yes, as he was trying to sift him as wheat. But Jesus said, I'm going to pray for you that your faith fail not. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray that the good things of your life won't be separated from you. I'm going to pray that you'll stand when the trial comes and the difficulty comes. That man that went through that sifting process and survived, he wrote to us years later. And if he could have told us in his own words, he would have said, Brother Tinney, I've been in the devil's sifter. I know what I'm talking about. And I want to tell you, saints of God, be sober, be vigilant, for your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith. I'm going to tell you, friend, we need to resist the devil today. We need to say no to the devil. He wants to get us in the sifter and destroy the virtue of God out of all of our lives today. Amen. 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 Simon Peter knew something about what I'm talking to you about this morning. Amen. That's the reason he could write to us. He could tell us some of the things that I'm trying to portray to you this morning. And um, I, I would like to, uh, I'd like to talk to you about Job a little bit today and, uh, and tell you about him. But let me just, let me kind of pass over him. You know what the devil tried to do in his life. You look at Saul, the king of Israel, that man that was once humble in his heart and humble in the sight of God, stood head and shoulders above everybody else. Friend, let me tell you, there's something in my heart that's crying out today. Every one of us have been, have been submitted and subjected in some measure, some form, to that sifting process. My God, if you're living for God, if you're preaching today, if you're pastoring a church, I want you to know there's a sifting process that is constantly in progress if you don't watch it. There's a devil that wants to take out of you everything good that you've got in you. Years of service to God. Years of dedication to God. Years of prayer. Years of fasting. Years of good moral conduct. If he can just get you in his sifter, it don't take him long to shake out the good. And there's nothing left but the bad and the hard and the unusable things of God. That's all that's left after a while. God save us from that. 
God save us from that. Brother, when you start letting the devil fool with you, and you start entertaining him a little bit, and you think you can get by, you know, one of the big illusions that people get when you preach to them, Brother Cole, is that he's talking to them. He's not talking to me. One of the biggest illusions that we have, and I'm going to say we, is that I am an exceptional person. Now, you may need to pray, but, you know, that, that's good. But now, not me. Hallelujah. Now, don't tell me you don't believe that. You know, it's good for you weak saints and weak preachers to go to the prayer room before church every night. But you know, I don't intend to quit. I'm not going to stop, but I'm not going to stop by the prayer room either. I'm just going to go in and sit down and visit a little while before church. And, you know, that's good. That's now oh, that's good. Uh, praying's good, but I, I'm not going to fail if I don't pray. I'm not going to fail if I don't fast and if I don't seek God. I'm an exception to that rule. But no, friend, you nor I are accepted to anything that God has in this Word today. You haven't grown in grace until you can outgrow the fundamentals and you can bypass the teaching of the Word of God and the instructions of the ministry today. I haven't got beyond that. I haven't got so big until I need somebody to preach to me. I'm not such a bishop. You hear what I'm saying today? I'm not such a bishop until I don't need a bishop. That may not set so well, but it's the truth. Amen. I need somebody to say, here's the way, walk in it. I need somebody to preach to me. When you get to the place you think you're an exception, y'all need them camp meetings. Y'all need them conferences. I've got a spiritual church. I'm a spiritual pastor. I'm a spiritual saint. I don't need that. I can go off somewhere else. I can fish and be in touch with God. I can hunt and be in touch with God. I'm sorry for you fellas it has got to go through all of that. God bless your heart. One of these days, you're going to find yourself in the sifter. Hallelujah. And the devil's going to shake everything that's good that you have gained in your life out. Oh, God, help me to realize today, I'm not accepted. I'm not above the rule this morning. I've got to submit to the will of God or I will never, never be saved. Hallelujah. 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 You know, some people think they can just do anything and get by with it. I'll never forget years ago, <coughs> pastoring a couple of ladies. There's more than two ladies, but these two was involved. <laughs> they was in a little fuss, and I knew they was in a fuss. But you, you've heard what I say, uh, have said, what I say about all that. I didn't... You know, I used to specialize in a lot of things. <laughs> I don't even fool with them anymore. I used to... I used to help homes <laughs> solve problems and settle fusses. Set up all night and listen to people fuss. My Lord, have mercy. I'm telling you. I don't specialize in that much anymore. That'll kind of chase me down. 
getting me in. I used to be looking for things to work on, you know. Yeah, I was a general practitioner. I was like a goat, Brother Man can say it, just, just looking for something to work on. But these two ladies was in a fuss, and I said, well, the best thing to do is let them just, just let that one play out, you know. They'll, they'll fuss theirself out. You know, as most people do after a while, you just, you get in the middle of it, and they both jump on you, but I, you know, I just gonna let them fuss it out. Well, uh, just so it happened that one night, I was teaching Bible study, and one of these ladies that was mad at the other lady, she decided to go out to the nursery, to the restroom, so she went walking down the aisle of the church, and she saw this lady that she was kind of fussing with sitting there, and I was teaching Bible study, and she was walking down the aisle, and, and when she got back close to where this lady was at, she just looked at her real hard, and she did this, and just went on. Now, boy, that puts the crown and glory on your preaching. That makes for a good spirit in church. Stick your big old tongue out about that long, walking down the aisle. So naturally, after church, here come Sister Tattletail and said, Did you know Sister So-and-so come down the aisle and stuck her tongue out at me? I said, No. I said, Well, here's where my practicing comes in, Ed. i got to work on this one. got to amputate a tongue tonight. So, so I called the lady up, and I was up on the platform, and she come up on the platform, and we sit down like Brother Cole sitting here, and I sit down by her. I said, Sister, I want to ask you something. Now, this lady, she was sitting back in the back to see what I was going to do. I got a lot of people watching me to see if I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, see. I, I told him about it. I want to see what he's going to do about it. So she waited to see what I was going to do. But we was up here, and I said, Now, Sister, I want to ask you, did you stick your tongue out at this lady when you passed her going outside? Yeah, I did. That's what she said. She said, Yeah, I did. I said, Well, did you know that's wrong? But that's that's not a good spirit. She said, let me tell you something. I'm old enough to be your mama. And I graduated from Bible school. And I know a whole lot more about the Bible than you do. And I'm not going to take this. And I'm not going to take anything off of her. I said, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold it. You're right. You're right. I just wanted to apologize to you. I'm sorry. I want you to forgive me. She said, what for? I said, well, I was reading the Bible the other day, and I come across Scripture the first time I'd ever noticed it. I said, I was reading in the Bible the other day, and I come across Scripture, and it said, if you have an ought against your brother, and you happen to see him, you're walking down the aisle of the church, and you happen to see him, stick your tongue out at him, and everything will be all right. It'll all be under the blood. She said, now, Brother Coon, that ain't in the Bible. I said, well, you're trying to make me believe it is. Hallelujah. She said, Now what do you want me to do? Like she didn't know what to do, see. I said, You see that lady sitting right back under that you stuck your tongue out at? She said, Yes, sir. I said, Go back there and apologize to her. Hug her neck and tell her you're sorry. Would you do that for me? She said, I'll do it. I just saw her prance right back there and hugged her neck. Ask her to forgive her. And they went on their merry way with their tongues in their mouth. Thank God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Until they got home to the telephone. <clears throat> Praise God. Hallelujah. But you're not accepted from these rules and from these things today. My God, I don't want to get in no devil's sister. 
and let him sift the good things of God out of my life? Praise God. And he wants to do it, friend. I don't care who you are. That's the reason the Bible talks about clouds without any rain in them. What's been wrong? The rain's been taken out of the cloud. Trees with no fruit on them and wells without any water. Why? Because they've been in the devil's sifter and the good's all gone. And it's nothing but an empty cloud. It's nothing but a tree that cumbers the ground. It's nothing but a dry well. God save me from that today. I want the good things of God to rule in my heart by Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, I've got to hurry, but you know what the devil sifts out of your life, first of all? He sifts out your consecration to God, your dedication to God. And then when he gets through getting rid of your consecration, that dedication, that sacrifice, I'm not going to pay my tithes anymore. That preacher's got a better car than I got. He lives in a better house than I do. Besides, he ought to be on a salary like I am. Let me tell you something. You don't belong to Bethlehem Steel Company. This ain't General Motors. Y'all mind me preaching? I'm not no official. I'm just a pastor. But you better leave your pastor alone. Board's not supposed to be telling him what to preach, how to run the church. Somebody say amen. Come on, brothers. I'm in a bind. I'm making biscuit and don't know how. Hallelujah. You say you're preaching against church boards? No. I got one. They're all right. Nothing wrong with them. You don't want one? It's all right with me, too. Like a wife, they're good. If you don't want it, suits me, all right. Hallelujah. I ain't fussing with nobody. Not mad at nobody. I'm just telling you what the devil wants to do. He wants to get you looking at things that you don't have any business looking at. He wants to shake out of you the good things of God. He don't want you to support your pastor anymore. I'm not going to pay my tithes to him. I'm not going to give any money to them missionaries. Amen. I'm not going to give any more in the offering. Oh, God save us from that kind of a spirit today. God help us. Your pastor and his wife's out there struggling, trying to trying to run their legs off to pastor you and all your family. You say, well, he bought a new car every year the last four or five years, and he wore it out chasing after your gallbladder and after your gout and your pains and your aches and your ailments, and that's all right. Praise God. But don't be critical about that. Let's keep a good spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. How come the telephone bill is so high for the district? Because you've been calling everybody that's creating an uproar. Everybody that's been sick. My God. And he's tired of all of that telephone calling. But don't criticize that. Let's stand behind the work of God. Thank God for somebody to call you when you're sick. Thank God for somebody to come pray for you when you're sick. Let's don't let the devil shift out of us that good spirit of cooperation that says, I love God. No, friend, I'm going to keep that. Praise God. I love this. I love the kingdom of God. And I don't want to lose that spirit of cooperation. And it works all the way around. It works for the saints. It works for the preachers. It works for everybody. Am I right or am I wrong? 
Praise God. I'm not trying to run anybody's local church. I'm just a pastor. But I'm just preaching like a pastor today. Thank God. You say, well, go on and preach that. I done preached it at home. That's the reason I'm preaching it here. Won't spread the news around. <laughs> I think it's good doctrine. That's right. You don't set up the church like you do a corporation. Now, not anything wrong with being incorporated, but I'm talking about a business out there. Amen. Examine every little thing. I'm not talking about dishonesty today. I'm as bad against dishonesty as I am in this, this spirit I'm preaching about. But I want to tell you something, friend. All of this little old nitpicking junk and a griping and a fussing, you come to church griping, and you go home, and before you get out of the driveway, you fussing. If you ain't fussing over nothing else, you fussing over whether you're going to Burger King or McDonald's. Amen. And you wound up pouting and going to the house and ordering a pizza, and one of you sleep on the couch. God save you from that ignorance. God save you from that spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to tell you, friend, I come praising God today. I come loving God. I didn't come looking for boogers. I didn't come looking for problems. I didn't come looking for difficulties. I don't look for them in my saints. I'm not looking for them in preachers. I got on my blinders today. I'm not looking for things that's wrong. I'm looking for the things that's good. I'm looking for the things that's right, that's holy, that's virtuous. Praise God. I'm seeing a lot of that, and I'm praising God for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, don't let the devil shift that good spirit out of us. Hallelujah. Amen. Because there's been a few crooks on television don't mean your local pastor's a crook. Hallelujah. Well, maybe I ought to be teaching this in a minister seminar, but I just... I just kind of got a burden on my heart today. I'm just kind of talking to you out of my heart today. Is that all right? Shaking that consecration out. You know what's happening? If y'all can look, look in his sister, you know what? Let me see if I can get it out of here. Look at what a big old lump. You know what that is? That's a bad spirit. That's a hard heart. You know what that is? That's bitterness. You know what that is? That's a complaining attitude. You know what that is? That's jealousy. Jealous of your wife. Jealous of your husband. Jealous of your neighbor. Jealous of everybody. And you know what's happening? Are you all following me? You know what's happening? You know what, what, what the devil's doing? He's just a sifting away. You know what's going to happen? Oh, and if you could see in that sifter, about all that's left in there is just a bunch of old lumps. You know what my mama used to do when she got through with that sifting? I can see it in my mind today. She went to the back door and opened the back door, took that old sifter, reached around the corner of the house and cracked it up against the wall a few times. Shook all of that old hard junk out on the ground. The hogs come eat it. The dogs come eat it. No good for nothing. Oh, brother, I don't say this with any pride. I've seen so many people that when the devil got through with them, there wasn't anything but a sifter full of hardness, sifter full of lumps, sifter full of bad things, broken lives, divorce, 
separation, hurt, drugs, all kinds of things. Your finances are gone. You lose your house. You lose your car. You lose your kids. You lose everything God give you in 25 or 30 years of serving Him. All because you got a bad spirit. And you let the devil sift the good things out of you. Let me tell you, friend, when you're going through that shaking, that devil's not trying to shake the bad out of you. He's shaking the good out of you. Amen. When you go through them kind of experiences, and you've got to meet with your neighbor, and seven or eight of you get up and plot, get together and plot against your pastor, and talk about things you don't have any business, that's not the good coming out of you. That's the bad. The devil's going to leave you with a hard spirit, and with a bitter spirit, and you're going to be broken and sad, and discouraged and alone. I can show you man after man in this Bible that submitted to the devil's sifter, and they lost their soul. Oh, God, save us today as an apostolic movement from letting the devil shift the good out of us. Hallelujah. Glory. Everybody in this building has seen what I'm preaching about illustrated in real life. This is just a little illustration of a no rusty sifter and a little bit of flour. God help us. I see lives like this. I see people like this. I don't rejoice over it. I grieve over it. Oh, God, help us today. You lose that spirit of goodness and virtue and kindness. That consecration to God. You lose your humility. Get to where you're pout. Get to where you're rebellious. Critical and all of that. Friend, listen to me. If something like that's happening to you today... I'm not on your case. I'm not fussing at you. I'm preaching to you in the love of God. If you moved off of the front seat and got on the back and you headed out the door, I'm pleading with you to hit the altar. Praise God. If you quit paying your tithes and you're sending it off somewhere else, I'm pleading with you to get your heart right with God. If you're criticizing, if you've been liddling, if you've got a critical spirit, I hope I can wake you up today. I brought this little sister to try to show you that the devil is taking the good out of me. I'm losing it, brother. I've got to do something about it. There's not going to be anything left to me but a mean spirit and a hard spirit. And I've got to get rid of that somehow. Oh, God. I'm going to tell you something. Now, you look this old gray-headed coon in the eye. I may not preach to you again. And that's all right. I want to tell you, and I'm not the epitome of holiness and righteousness. I don't care what anybody does in my church or they do to me or they don't do for me. I don't want to get a fighting spirit. I don't want to get a striving spirit. I don't want to get a mean spirit. I want to preach the truth in love and let the world know I love them and I love God. Hallelujah. I don't want to be a mule skinner. I want to be a shepherd. And that's her difference in Saul and David. You know it? He's a mule lover. Oh, long-headed, long-eared, hard-headed, kicking, stomping, unpredictable, infertile. Right. Non-productive. Chasing mules. I ain't chasing no you. Kick and bray all you want to. I'm not coming looking for you. Kick me. 
Fight means. I want to be a shepherd. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Like I read somewhere, somebody said, where's that shepherd driving those sheep to? Saw a man driving some sheep to. Where's that shepherd driving those sheep to? That's not a shepherd. That's a man from the slaughterhouse that bought them. He's driving them to the slaughter. A shepherd always goes before his sheep. And they follow. Praise God. I want to set the standard in my church. I want to leave a few things off of my life, whether it's right or wrong, because of the standard. Praise God. You understand what I'm saying, brothers and sisters? I'm not any better than anybody, but I want to be a cut above when it comes to dedication. I want to be a second-mile Christian. This is a one-mile world, but we need some two-mile people in it. Amen. I preached on that not long ago. A two-mile Christian in a one-mile world. Oh, I want to walk the second mile. Second mile. I don't want to get bitter and mean and hateful. I don't want to look over there in that sifter. Now, let me tell you something. Somebody's going to do you wrong. You're going to get your feelings hurt. And and it's, I'm, I, I hate to say it, but it may be your pastor that hurts your feelings. He wouldn't do it intentionally, but he may hurt your feelings. It may be somebody else. Oh, you, you wait around long enough, you're going to get your feelings hurt. I walked right by Brother Kenny, and he saw me, I know. But he didn't more speak to me than a goose. Look right at me. And I've done it. It's what he said. And I've done it. But you didn't do it mean. You know why he didn't see you? There were seven commodes running over up yonder. Water running in the back. Kids cutting up in the Hilton. Dormitory flooded. Somebody turned beds over up yonder. Down there. He didn't see you. That's the reason your pastor don't see you sometimes. He ain't mad. But you're going to go home and order pizza from Domino's and say, Y'all come over. I'm, I'm grieved in my spirit. Oh, I need somebody to eat supper with me and just kind of cheer me up. I need prayer. I don't have any ill will, but I'm hurt. I've been in the church for 40 years. And Daddy gave the land for them to build it on. We've had some good men. And the pastor walked right by me tonight and didn't speak to me. I've never been so grieved. Baloney! I'm coming back. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not so dumb to get over here in this devil's sister and let him start shaking the good out of me. Been around the church 30 years. You lying, stinking devil, you take that sifter somewhere else and all your garbage somewhere else. Praise God. I'm going to pray for my pastor. I'm going back to church. I'm going to live for God. I'm not mad at anybody. I don't have my feelings hurt. I'm going back to the conference. I'm going back to the camp meeting. Hallelujah. I'm going to church. I'm going to have revival. I'm going to preach again. Thank God. Because I'm excited about the work of God. And I hate what the devil does to people. Praise God. 
Praise God. Praise God. Oh, I knew I was going to mess up here today. I just hadn't got enough time. I ain't through making biscuits yet. We, we just getting started here. Amen. Do y'all see what I'm talking about? Do I need to say any more? Can y'all read between the lines? I don't know if there's any between the lines in this or not. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, God, help us today. Brothers, come on, let's don't let anything separate us from the love of God. Get your feelings off of the shelf. Get your attitude off of your shoulder. It's bad and ugly if you got one that way. Say, hey, I'm going to perk up. I'm going to dress up. I'm going to show up. I'm going to sing up. I'm going to shout up. I'm going to praise God. Best way to whip that spirit is get up front and begin to praise God. Begin to shout. Begin to worship God. Go to the prayer room. Pray in the altar. Get the victory over it. Say, I refuse to be sifted. I'm going to keep my face strong in the living God of eternity. Hallelujah. 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 I didn't intend to say all of that, but I'm not going to take any of that back. Not an ounce of it. Devil can take away the fruit out of your life, sift out the spiritual gifts, sift out your witnessing, sift out your faithfulness. I'm going to say something else. This is no attack. He can sift your ministry right out through that sifter. A little at a time. A sifter with a hole in the bottom of it ain't worth an ounce. Devil don't use no sifter with a hole in the bottom of it. He gets the fine out of you, Lee. I live. Need a little more flour this morning. What he got? He got some of y'all right by the ear doing you just like that. You say, "Oh, not me. I got the Holy Ghost." Yeah, he's had me by the ears too. My God, he had me wrapped around them things in that thing. I was about to get mad at everybody and lose my soul. Get bitter. If you ain't never fought bitterness, you ain't been in the way very long. Amen. But all of a sudden I said, my God, that crazy devil got me in that sifter. I wasn't made for no sifter. Hallelujah. The finest of the wheat. I want to get rid of that hard stuff in there. I don't want to get rid of the good stuff. I want to get rid of the hard stuff. Praise God. I gotta quit, but let me let me just illustrate here. Brother Brian, come help me just a minute. Let me close out here on this purging business. You know what? The Lord says, hold it, just just give me one at a time. Don't get too wild here. My God, you you you're a preacher. I, I can see that. You just cut us all down. My God, I thought he was going to preach and he come through with the mowing machine. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thought you was going to preach us a revival. I didn't know you was going to skin us off. Well, we're going to get us somebody else. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Now, really, hold on a minute. Praise God. You know what the Lord's going to do? He's going to purge you. Now, He's not going to sift you. The devil sifts you, but God purges you. You know why? Because as we walk the road of life, you know, I find things start hooking on to me, attaching themselves to me. 
And I feel that old bad things growing on me. And get, you know, that mistletoe that would give you the right to hold it over your wife's head and kiss her? You know what that stuff is? It's a parasite. It's not a tree. It grows on the tree. You think you've got mistletoe growing on you and you just got an old parasite sucking you to death. You say, kiss me. Uh, you don't need kissing. You need tripping up. <laughs> hey, kiss us tonight, brother. No. That mistletoe needs trimming off. You know what? Honest to God, you get enough mistletoe on the tree and it'll kill it. Now, you, you folks in the city, you don't know all that, but I'm telling you. It's a parasite. Grows on us. And there's things in life that begin to grow in our lives. But you know what Jesus says? I'm going to come along and purge you that you can bear more fruit. Now, the devil shakes all the good out of us, but Jesus cuts the bad off so that we can bear more fruit. Come here, give me one of them branches you cut off there. And you know what? He cuts this one off. He said, oh, Brother Brian, that was the tallest one. It's got berries on it. Do you see that? Let me tell you something. You see these pruning shears? That's the Word of God. You see this fella handling them? That's the pastor. That's the minister. That's the evangelist. That's the superintendent. That's the early morning Bible teacher. That's the minister seminar. Amen. And he's a wield in the shears. And he comes along and he crops off the biggest thing I got growing in my life. And you know what that looks to me like? Boy, that thing stuck up there bad. That's an old unforgiving spirit. Boy, I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, but you got to get it cut off or it's going to kill you. Amen. You know what? That thing's going to keep a growing and a growing and a getting lopsided, and you're going to lose your soul because you don't have a forgiving spirit. But God wants to trim it up in our lives. He wants to get rid of it and say, Hey, I'm going to trim this plant up so that it can bear some more fruit. Go ahead and trim it up a little bit, Brother Brian. Praise God. And you know what He's going to do? He's going to cut off the hatred. He's going to cut off the malice and the wickedness and the bitterness. Praise God. He's going to cut off the rebellion. He's going to cut off the worldliness. I wish I had a little time on that world in this business. Praise God. Don't you always had some time on worldliness? That's what the Lord wants to trim out of our lives. Praise God. He wants to get rid of our self-will. And you know what He's doing? He's getting the moats out of the eyes and the beams out of the eyes. He's getting everything trimmed up because we get ready for revival. Hallelujah. We're going to start bearing some fruit. Praise God. We're going to start doing something for God. Hallelujah. Let's stand and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, let's praise Him this morning. Let's love Him. God, I don't want to be sifted. I want to be purged. I want to be cleansed. I want the Word of God to touch my life. I want the Word of God to cut off the things that don't need to be in my life. Praise God. Let's love Him together and praise Him. Hallelujah. Holy wow. That's the Greek for hallelujah. Have we been trimmed? You know what the old diamond said? If they trim off the limb your own, reach for a higher one.
Let's give Brother Coon a hand. I'll tell you. You know, he comes from so many different ways. You don't know, you look around, it's like the fellow said about the cross-eyed discus thrower. Said he didn't win any trophies, but he sure kept the crowd awake. You just don't know where Brother Coon's coming from next. You just look up and he's got you. Well, God bless you. You may be seated. We're getting...